Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, to another edition, to another edition, to another installment. I am actually hearing some feedback. Hearing some feedback. Oh, let me get everything. Let me get everything fixed real quick. First of all, you know the first of all, you know the regular cast characters that's on here. What's that? It's on here. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. Oh, that's We're good. doing well. We're that's doing good. well. That's good. That's good. Now, now. First of all, how was y'all weekend? How was y'all weekend? By the way, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Easy considering I had work, but easy overall. <laughs> Still a good weekend. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it goes like that. Sometimes, sometimes you know, it goes like this. No. Yeah, be that way. But I gotta go ahead and get it. I got you. I got you. So this next video so, that um, you know, that um, we're going to see. First of all, going, I see. First of all, I'll be everybody else all weekend. Everybody else um, watching into um, watching into the show. Uh, uh, the protest. I mean, uh, the protest has I mean, been uh, the hot topic as of late. Hot topic as of late, and it's been crazy. It's been for the crazy past days. I know y'all been watching it on, um, watching it on, um, probably on YouTube, probably, probably on YouTube, YouTube, probably definitely on news. What is your take? What is your take? All the news from, from all the news from, from all the just um, happened over the weekend. Can you correct that Can echo? Correct that echo first. Yeah, I'm having issues. Yeah, I'm having issues over the truth. Audio. Crank down my audio over here. Should we all put on headphones? Is that better? Yeah, I got I got my yes. headset on. Oh, it's bad. Okay, yeah. Sorry, my freaking uh laptop was acting dumb. Players mess up. Players mess up. That's I take that blame. That was on me. All right. Um, going back. So, what is y'all take from the protest? What y'all seen over the weekend? Sorry, what you teach? Well, here in my city, 
Um, they've had several protests, yeah, several even protests. a candle um, light service um, actually yesterday evening where they asked everyone to come out on their porch and light a candle for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So that was an individual thing. But what I've been hearing, um, there were several protests all around the state. And oh, wow. the report has been that the protests are peaceful. And the amazing thing, and I think we touched upon this last week, is that the demographics of the protesters um, are very diverse. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're seeing a difference uh, when you want to compare these protests to the protests in the 60s, uh, where there always have been Caucasian support. Um, even going back to slavery, you know, you had um, the abolitionist movement, which were basically Quakers. And, you know, so you, we've always had white support, but I think it kind of waned over time. But in these protests, we're seeing a pickup of um, Caucasian people joining the fight. Joining. And in some cases, I've seen where they're leading the fight. And I, I see it as a double-edged sword. I see that it's helpful for the individual and their family to make a change mentally to not support racism. Right. Then mm -hmm. the other part of leading the protest they're making it their thing. And I just want to get the message out to African Americans, any other minority, that you should always stay in front of your fight because it is your fight. When other people get in front of you, it's no longer your fight, it's their fight. And it diminishes the value of, of what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. All right, Mr. Beast Johnson, what you got? Um, pretty much, I pretty much agree with Teach on that. Uh, North Carolina, Carolina, like um, I know Greensboro, Raleigh, and Asheboro and Durham, off the top of my head, have been doing consistent protests, like protest day. Mm. So in most case, cases, you got like three to five different protests going on okay, state at one time. Um, I do agree with her as far as it being a double-edged sword with the light, lighter presence out there. Um, because like, like I said, we need to be the ones controlling the narrative, like like Briggs said, and to have them out in the front gives still gives them that control. And this, like she said, this is not their issue. This is our issue. So we should be the the front runners. We should be the main key point, points. Okay. Something that we're that we're actually going through. Mm. Speaking, um, of, yeah. Also, one thing I forgot to say um, about that um, up front. Um, oh my God, I'm losing it again. But it was. Um, <laughs> Controlling the narrative, yes. Oh, validation. Mm. 
when they go out front, then some people tend to say, okay, well, now it is a valid protest. No, it has always been a valid protest. And when we are in the place to claim our identity and validation by self-assuredness. So protest is led by our self-assuredness, not because someone's saying, okay, yeah, it's good for you to protest, so I'll be the face of your protest, and I'll legitimize your protest, and I'll validate your protest. No, that's not what we need. This is the face of the protest. I validate my own feelings. I stand in my self-identity. I stand in my self-love. I stand in my self-humanity. Therefore, I need you not to validate why I am protesting, but you stand behind me and support my protesting, not leading my protest. I would say we need you to stand behind us and support but if you really want to show a physical action, you need to, you need to do like some of the ones that are just are being completely honest. Um, there's a, a meme going, little girl, little girl, that has a shirt that says, "If they start shooting, get behind me." Mm. You're seeing more videos of individuals like her. There's another little young girl, a little teenage girl on camera just completely schooling her parents and telling them how they're wrong and black lives do matter and you're being ignorant for not understanding that. We need that energy. We, I, there's no, uh, I seen one today of uh, um, two white men. One was progressive, one was considered a uh, conservative and the progressive white man just berated this man I'm almost browbeat him to get him to understand that if you're going to be in this country, you have to acknowledge that everyone goes through stuff. And they're screaming this because it's on a statistic level, the numbers are off. So obviously there's something going on. Yeah. The old adage, men lie, women lie, lie, will lie. Well, the numbers show that there's a lot of disproportionate killing going on. So if you just want to look at the numbers, it's still showing that black lives need to matter. And we, need, as he referred to, we need conservative, conservative rednecks like you filling in, filling in the gap, screaming black lives matter. That's the that's what I need from the white people that, that want to get out here and protest. If you really want to show that you're in support, this is what you need to be doing. You need to be showing not trying to control the narrative and not trying to set up protests where you're the main talking point and you're pretty much the MC. No. We need you out here with these shirts. We need you out here trying to school your own people just like we over here doing the same with ours. Right. And I agree with exactly. both of y'all. I agree with both of y'all exactly what y'all were saying. So, Teach, I gave you a call um, yesterday that I was at the protests and all that and the atmosphere that was there was very peaceful. So for anybody who's sitting there saying that, you know, it's a lot of looting and a lot of rioting going on, I'm here to tell you that it is not going on, it is not happening. They are actually out there in solidarity 
there's a lot of white folks that's out there. And also I saw other ethnicity. I saw I saw Muslims. I saw Asians out there. I mean, it's 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 very it's very Eclectic. yeah. I, I I was in awe to tell you the truth. To tell you the truth. Yeah, because I see obviously I see a lot of my people there. It's it's a bunch of us there. But just to see just the same amount of white folks and other people like Asians there in solidarity with everybody, I'm like, wow, this is yeah, this is something. But here's the things that I people think, are not saying. Go on, go ahead, Ben Joss. No, I was gonna say I, I think that I think that the importance or what the perceived importance of this this movement versus the initial civil rights movement of the 60s is when you go back and look at the pictures that were actually showcased and yes you do see whites but the ratio is still like one four four to one black versus white versus now you're seeing a lot more white people than than you saw in those old civil rights pictures yes so your mind automatically says or attaches to the thought of there's more, they're getting woke. They're, they're more receptive of listening to the message. They're, they're not just more receptive. They're more willing to do something and acknowledge and kickstart the change. Yes. And I agree with that 110%. But at these rallies, people don't realize like the last one, there was a helicopter, which I thought was the news, that kept circling around the perimeter because we was in the parking lot. Uh, I think it was um, Safeway. I put you this way. Safeway is like the food line. If you know food line, where you only can see it there in you know, North Carolina, Virginia, that's how it is over here. That's the Safeway is over here in the um, Pacific North. The police and somebody was telling me, oh, no, that's the sheriff. That is the sheriff helicopter. And the guy just kept circling around, circling around to the point where they was coming down low. And you can barely hear any of the people who was making the speeches. And my friend, he asked me a very curious question. He was like, he said, why are they doing that? Like, why, why the cops are just just circling around their helicopters over this uh, protest? I said, I'm giving you the tell you the reason why they're scoping every single person's face they're putting it in the system so when they come across this person or come across their car they can mysteriously pull them over and pull some type of charge on them or just for them to harass them I and I, I see this I, happen. I agree with you completely. I agree with you, Lee, because uh, uh, when we had one, first one, uh, I spoke about the the the, uh, the initial curfew protest that we had here in Greensboro. The news was there, and you could hear people hear people in the background as they were leaving. They were telling them, "We're leaving. We're gone." You got protesters talking to the cops, letting them know that hey, everybody's leaving. pretty much on the whole the whole job and give and give the blacks enough time. To get to their car, so you don't see what they're getting into. Right. That's basically what we're doing. Talk, doing talking to the cops, and you can hear black backgrounds like, "Yeah, grounds like, yo, we leaving, we gone." And then this mess happens. Because they were making mess happens. Yeah, and, and it was very, and it was very strategic how looting occurred, literally to the left of where of where the protesters were, mm-hmm. but still within range mm-hmm. of the cops. Yep. 
We were like talking about like not even a street over. You hear them screaming, oh, they're looting. And that's what get, gave the protesters like, all right, let's leave before we get caught up in the BS. Yeah. Right. But, right. Yeah. yeah. But still they get but, wrapped but up into it. Still they get reason. wrapped up into it for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the crazy that's, thing. It's that's just the like, crazy thing. I, like, I just don't get it at I all. I don't get it at all. It's systematic. It's systematic. Mm-hmm. systematic. And mm-hmm. if you like the, the two college students in Atlanta, mm-hmm. that was completely unnecessary, but that mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. scare tactic. And if you do enough systematic scare tactics across the board, you can reinstill that fear. Yes, yes, yes. And keep, and quote unquote, keep them in check, keep them in line. Yeah. And, and I just, I just saw it. I just, I just saw it. Mm-hmm. Like me mm-hmm. being in the military, like being in the military, to, you had to, had to, had to, had to, had to be aware of your surroundings, wear surroundings. So that's that's one of the one things so that I was always taught. Somebody got a feedback going on. Somebody got a feedback going on that myself. Somebody. Let me see. Uh test one, two. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So basically, one thing I try to tell my friends, which I'm gonna be for real, majority of them were were Asians and Pacific Islanders. Um, I told them. You got to be aware of your surroundings. You just can't be like, oh, I'm going to this protest and I'm just going to march. And even for, for my brothers, too, I was sitting there. They was looking at me like I was crazy. It was like, why is he looking at their helicopter like that? Because they know exactly what they're doing. They probably already scanned my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably already scanned my face, already got my information. They're probably going to be like, and um, fortunately, I didn't drive my car there. I was with my girlfriend. She drove. Mm-hmm. So, fortunately, I did not have my car, so they didn't see my, you know, license plate and all that stuff. But they probably already got it in the system anyway. And this is one of the right. things, like for anybody who's out there protesting or who's about to protest for the first time, be aware of your surroundings. Absolutely. I've seen reports that um, there were at least two different um, factions. One was dressed up the National Guard Mm -hmm. and it was the National Guard that called them out. I mean, their uniforms was almost exact. And Mm -hmm. the untrained eye, they would have taken them as official Mm -hmm. um, guards. Yeah, that's true. But they were called out, you know, because they they were fake uniforms. And right. then there was another group that was also um, in some type of police type uniform, but they were unofficial. And then these people were closed mouth that um, some of them got arrested, but they refused to say what group they were affiliated with. Yeah, yeah. So... It's all these undercover um, type people that me, if I seen them in fatigues or whatever, I would have thought they were official because I do not have that trained eye. I can't say, okay, that's a real police officer. That's a fake police officer. And then um, there were situations where they had plain clothes officers that were actually starting fights and um, Mm. doing damage. But because they had on plain clothes, 
you just thought it was a person, a, a civilian, but it was actually a police officer that was sent to infiltrate to cause trouble. All right. So, so you do have to be very, very well aware of your surroundings, and I'm losing power, so I'm going to um, put myself on mute and go hook myself up in the house. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead and charge, charge yourself up. So, um, so uh, it's just you and me, be sure. I'm gonna go ahead and let each off the stream real quick. Um, so no there's a question being posed right here. I'm a as a host, I'm gonna leave All it right. to to my guest. This actually right here, this is actually my old theater teacher, um, Mr. Alexander. Hopefully, he's still on. Um, I'm gonna leave that qu question on to you. What do you think, Bishawson? My thoughts on the Antifa. Um, I'm still gaining a true understanding of of it all right now. For me to be able to truly like give my opinion on it, I see some good. I see some bad. And I'm kind of still start really just personally getting my getting my information together right. to really figure out what they are and what they what they do because it's, it's to, to me there's um i'm not exactly sure of the whole concept of it mm -hmm. to to me it seems like it's something that on paper sounds good but by the follow-through well, I know for Antifa is that they are a light, um, a light, a left, left wing radical group radical. that is fighting for you know what they say inequality and basically fighting against the system. And yes, I have heard that they have did all these, uh, you know, damages and all that stuff. But going back to what Teach yeah. has been saying. The police have also infiltrated to make it seem that these protesters are looters too, as well. So it's a mix that, of yeah, that, them. Yeah, that, that, I feel like at this point, in, like his, historically speaking, it's kind of funny. Everybody turned into the paranoid pothead or the crazy conspiracy theorist, right? Because <laughs> so much, so much silly shit has happened, and you got like you got so many people infiltrating organizations to undermine them and only gives more fervor and more ration to conspiracy theories and really make you think like damn I, I, maybe that drunk dude that was talking that mess about 9-11 at that party was telling the truth right <laughs> that's, yeah that's true here, so like I I, I the any anybody that's like that far left, anybody that's just that far at the end of the spectrum, I feel like you have no right to form a political opinion. If your thoughts on the world and the nation that you live in is that far to the extreme, it doesn't need to exist because there has to be some kind of balance. Yeah, you can't just yeah be that that far left and think everything has to go down this way and it's going to be beneficial because it might be beneficial to you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it might be beneficial to you for a moment, but doesn't necessarily mean it will be beneficial long term. 
Right. And I think that's and where we get into the point, of, um, the point of um, political biases. Political biases. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna lie. I do, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I do, do to the I do to the left, but. I can still have a conversation with somebody who's on the right. I was always, well, I won't say I always was told, but just because I don't fully agree with you, I will still step on the other side of the tracks to understand what, sure. what, what make you feel that way, what make you think that way, what make you see that way yeah. without criticizing you. And I think that's the biggest issue what's going on with this country nowadays, which leads to, you know, the Black Lives Matter. When people sit there say all lives matter, you are basically excluding everybody. And I think teachers back in. So let's go. <coughs> Excuse me. To add <coughs> to add to that point. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I'm I, here. I'm just uh, getting my lighting to together. Yes, and and we brought up that point of the whole um, what what I call marginalizing. Because there, there was a post, a Chick, a Chick-fil-A that had staff wear T-shirts that say, Police Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I think the, prob- the problem with that logic is it's very narrow-minded. And to say that one person's job in this nation, we're not, we're not, we're excluding any job that requires you to deal with other countries like the armed services that's a whole nother level but for those within the nation to say to say that your job is more than someone and someone else's in the grand scheme of life and balance is very very disrespectful yeah to yeah. say to say that if you yourself don't come to work then the whole world is going to shut down as as a police officer no, that's very disrespectful. Like I could easily start up occupational lives matter. Right. Uh, the life of a plumber is just important as the life of a cop. Yeah, gotcha. So I did look up um Dan, that's my dog right there from Virginia too. I looked it up. You ever saw the movie? Um I'm talking to you, uh, Beast Johnson. Have you ever seen the movie Glory? Mm-hmm. So the movie that was based upon the regiment, the uh, all black regiment was, they have a memorial in Boston and it got destroyed. I just find this news out right now. And for me being a service mm-hmm. member, that's very disheartening. And knowing that it was going into the way of equality of actually having black soldiers actually serve on the battlefield. And just hearing that and hearing that it got vandalized really, oh wow. It, it, it hits a it hits a spot. Too. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. Hey, thank you for the um pulling up the story, um, Dan. That's crazy. Um but uh, that's we right had a moment there. to hear somebody somebody to face the uh somebody hey, let me get technical since with this is all racial. A white artist came to the protest, which was peaceful, and did a mural for George Floyd. And that white artist had her artwork defaced by white supremacy or supposed white supremacy because this happened after the curfews. So it could have easily been 
an officer with the orders to spray paint it and make it look like it was some skinheads or you know some racist people did it. Mm. But like all these different actions, they just paint a a picture of ignorance. Like why why would you go that far and waste that much energy for something that counterproductive? Okay. Well, Teach, welcome back. Um, you got your phone fully charged? <laughs> uh, it's not fully charged, but I have it on the charger. So uh, I got some juice going into it. And if worst case scenario, I pulled up my laptop. So um, if I have to switch, because it seems like the power is still going down. But anyway, um, one of the things that I want to touch on is a lot of negative energy okay with the artist going and creating a mural and then someone coming behind it with just as much passion as she painted it to deface it Mm -hmm. that is I I wonder for me I can't imagine just seething in hatred so much that that you're you're only programmed to destroy your your program is not to fix it is to destroy to decimate to annihilate and a person with that frame of mind that programming is set to human targets and that's type Type of mind falls into the category of diabolical, right. and they're devoid of compassion, empathy, and things that connect us all as humans. Now, I was moved. I put up a post. Someone, um, I don't know who did it, but you know how Facebook is. You can just take it and claim it as your own. Yeah. on your own wall. But there was a photo of the ancient gods. And they took the photo and they took um, George Floyd's photo and put it side by side. And uh, let, me, let me pull it up. And the inscription read something to the effect of... It It seems that the Americans have killed a descendant of the gods. The consequences are very heavy. And then I wrote my own little rendition and I said, the resemblance is too strong. In death, he is greatly personified. Three funeral services across the nation, the world rallying to his cause. You never know how the God of our ancestors will use a person's life to carry a message. And since that was posted, it has been shared from my posts um, 32 times. Mm. And I got like about 100 hits on this post. But I also found out that our brothers and sisters around the world, the country of Ghana, 
had a memorial service for Mr. George um, Floyd yesterday. And in Syria, where their um, city is just decimated, their country just decimated on a decimated um, building or bridge, or I, I, I don't know what the structure was, but the remnant of it, they created a beautiful mural of George Floyd. Wow. Different countries are protesting in his behalf. So my question is, and, it, and this goes back to Erica Badu's song, where she says, um, how does the line go? Um, Intellects do not believe in God, but they fear us just the, just same. the same. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you can go to my page and pull up this picture. It would be nice for the audience to see. I sure but, will. But he, but he the, the, the outcry, this man who was basically nobody, nobody, he had a big heart, but in his death, he became larger than life. And people are saying that he's the black messiah I'll, or they're I'll, asking I'll, the question is he the messiah no, i will call, okay. call him i would call him the the quote unquote straw that broke the camel's back so yeah that's what i was thinking because uh, i got into i got into I mean, a deep okay. conversation about brianna Taylor because you have you have a lot of black women that feel is though well, though well she was shot in her home which is just as tragic and mm -hmm. she's not getting over it coverage like with respect respecting her but what you have to understand is as black people especially black 21st 21st century in the year 2020 we have centuries of worth of pre-programmed death death and pain to the point to where we're so desensitized by it genetically that we have an a, a initial age that must fill up before we as a people are truly hurt and angry unison because that's the question how many people had to get choked out and die unjustly for them, for them. go back to Emmett Till how many black folk had to die before Emmett Till? Before black folk and before the nation got mad? How many folk had to had to die before slavery? How many folk had to die on the boats? How many folk had to die just to get us on the boats? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been so much death within that that you gotta fill that gauge up in. This this is our generation's Emmett Till. I'ma keep saying it because this is that one death that polarize the whole nation the death so unjust just it was so wrong i don't care how you feel about it no eyes and just, and just hear that story no matter what color you picture that death is just wrong nobody deserves to die like that 
I don't care who what you did. You did. You don't deserve to die like that. Yeah. And to add on to I, what you're all saying, go ahead, Cheech. Um, uh, when I referred to him as the Black Messiah, messenger. I will give you that. Yeah. He. I will agree. With he you. is. He is the messenger personified. He speaks for everyone that fell in his category. Yeah. He's the top of the mountain because from Emmett Till, you lay another base. Every year, another, another layer. The next year, another layer, another layer, another layer, another layer, another layer, another layer, another layer until we're at the top. And when a volcano, it lays dormant for years until the conditions are just right. And when that volcano gets just right, it erupts. And that's what I mean when I refer to him as the Black Messiah. He is that erupted volcano. He is at the top. And because the volcano built to so high levels, like the highest mountain is what, Mount Kilimanjaro? Mm -hmm. Okay, it can be seen for how many wide miles? A low mountain, you can see it visibility 10 miles out. The higher the mountain, the greater the view. So he reached international proportions because of the people like Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, Mike Brown, but he went international because this problem is a worldwide problem. And mm -hmm. even, even um, thinking about Malcolm X in this regard, when he was in the height of his day, he was fighting for civil rights. But at some point in time, he realized that he had to go on the international stage and bring awareness to what was happening in the United States to elevate the fight to human rights. And this is exactly where we are, human rights worldwide. I've been hearing conversations from other people and in one way, it saddens me, but it kind of reinforces some unspoken truths or beliefs about our people on the continent. And I've been hearing things like, well, we have a problem in our country. Uh, let America take care of themselves. Americans are just lazy. Uh, you know, racism is no big thing. Um, I don't even know why they're trying to make a big deal out of it. And when I hear things like that, it takes me back to the longing that I know that my first ancestors on this soil had to be rescued. And you see the schism between those on the continent and those that went away from the continent. And it's the same attitude. It's the same attitude. And so 
internally, we have a lot of work to do because we do not see George Floyd a single individual that has uh, been murdered wrongfully. We see him as the collective mass of people that have been murdered. Yes. Yes. And you have to see him like that. He represents everyone. This was the one that was fully caught on tape. Mm-hmm. This was the mm-hmm. one where oh. it was not a violent crime. And I even I came even... across um, a video where this guy dissected several videos, the footage from the store, the footage from across the street, and he broke it down. Uh, and, they, and, and the footage from um, the police officers, which has been edited. And all three of them have different dates. Mm. One says, or two of them two says of them. May 25th. Another one says May 26th. The time, uh, one was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The other was 8 o'clock. So the time was off. And they showed other vehicles that we didn't see. Uh, that there was another vehicle sitting behind George's vehicle. And the police officers came from across the street and walked directly over to George's car. And he asked the question that when the call came in, that this guy had a, you know, it's two different stories. One, they said it was a bad check. Now the last story they're running with is that it was a counterfeit 20. And now it's been said that the 20 wasn't even counterfeit. So it's too many different stories. So the two police says, Two police officers, um, they're called after George had left the store. But George was still sitting in his car with two other occupants. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they walked over to the car and they ordered everybody out of the car. And they questioned the other two people and they they immediately detained George. Now... How do they know it was George in responding to a call that a black man wrote a bad check, passed a bad 20 minutes after he left the store? So we don't know how long it took the police to get on the scene. So how could they walk directly to his car when there were several cars parked on the street? But they walked directly to his car, pulled him out, handcuffed him, detained the two others. The two others, once they uh, once they killed George, they let them go. But it was two different police cars. The the scene, the um the video that you see uh where the murder takes place. Oh my goodness where the murder actually takes place, there was another vehicle. They had switched places. Mm-hmm. So they were playing, you know, police car um, charade. Because there was mm-hmm. actually two police vehicles. Um, and two, set, two sets of officers that responded. So uh, the other tape shows 
the police um, footage from his body cam. And the police and officer that detained officer. George gave him a blue sticky note. And he said, do me a favor. Then they, you know, squashed out the audio so you can't hear it. And the man looked at the and note and then he hesitate. And then he goes ahead and get into the car. And that's when he pulls his car around in front where they actually ended up killing George. But when he gets out of the car, he drops the note onto the ground. Mm. I wonder what that note says. So if they put all this video together, they will come up with a motive. That Uh, just what... Footage to go to go along with her footage. There was uh footage from the side view after he was actually pronounced dead and he was completely lifeless. The EMTs that pulled up to carry his body, it was an EMT that pulled up, but sheriff uh style officers came out exactly with, with the exactly. sheriff. With the, everyone knows that sheriffs use that brown style color, sheriff's right. colors with the vest on and the and the um assault rifles they hopped out the back mm-hmm. and they put him on the stretcher and put him in hmm. there so was they didn't no even give him any medical, medical treatment yeah, there was no true so that was that was fishy too so why would they have an emt stand by with sheriffs in in the um boot it, it, and not real play. emts if you want me to play, uh, I, let me play the conspiracy theorist with this whole coronavirus, which is already con- uh, a conspiracy theory of population control, because it's been spoken on years before it actually came out. The, in, the individuals that are speaking about it have already gone on record as being against the current state of the nation and saying that, hey, if we could trim the fat by like 10 to 12 percent human wise, you know, the earth, will, the earth, the earth will survive. We, we, we good. We don't, we don't need everybody here. Mm-hmm. And now you have this global pandemic, which was starting to die out. People were starting to get restless. But what's one thing that'll bring everybody out? Injustice. What type of injustice really gets people out? Black injustice. Yep. Let's go kill us. Let's go kill us a random nigga. Really fucked up. Like, make sure it's on camera. And rile these ignorant niggas up, get them together, and then if they don't get hurt or injured, protest, protest or arrested, and we can contain them all in one spot. Now, if you just want to be that person to think that's outside the box, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them, especially with everything that's going on. Like I stated earlier. It only makes these conspiracy theories sound even more plausible. Yeah, I um see I'm just sitting back just getting the game, you know. So <laughs> um she she's just getting everything set up, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just let you know that she's not gone, she's just getting her stuff set up. So now I just want to get into this next video. And um unfortunately it was and I know a lot of people are going to give me flack about this, but I'm sorry. I'm going to have to call like it is and put it up on the show. I deplore it with this individual. 
And when I seen this video, it disturbed the hell out of me. And it's not a long video. So, Teach, Beach Johnson, y'all going to be doing the critiquing. And I'm just going to be sitting in the background. And y'all tell me what y'all think. All right. So, and if this person watches the show, let me be perfectly clear. Facebook is a public, public, public forum. So when you put something out here like this, you're putting yourself out there on Jump Street. So here we Let's go. Get to it. The VA had to be had to be. They shot people today. The VA had to be escorted out because they were blocking people, making them leave work early today. I can't have surgery because of this bullshit. I'm stressed to the max. The mayor of Birmingham was threatened today that he was going to be gunned down and killed. And I'm over here I'm needing surgery and can't even get it done. It's wonderful because everybody's acting like morons. The police are now getting arrested, not the people. Y'all are making shit y'all in the city. No, it's not. It's y'all. No, they're not. Y'all tore our stuff up. Fuck you, motherfucker. Starting shit left liberal motherfucking nutcases. Uh huh. Y'all shot fucking people. White, black, Mexican. Y'all can't act like that. Y'all are ignorant. All y'all. Left liberal Democrats. That is not peaceful protesting. Shooting and busting up the VA hospital in UAB. Today at one o'clock with a bunch of fucking morons. Well, y'all need to be gone. Thank you, Obama. Look at the racism you have stirred the fuck up. Do you see the hostility? When we were just all getting along and forgetting the fucking past. Protest the correct way. Stop tearing up shit that doesn't belong to you. <laughs> this is going to piss off a lot of my friends. I don't really give shit. This is my health. I'm not getting paralysis and where I can't walk because of this fucking shit. Say that. Say now. Say now. Bless you. Bless, bless, bless you. So, um, so, um, 
I'm, so, I'm, still, I'm here feedback. I'm, still, I'm here feedback. I'm here feedback. Somebody got your feedback. Somebody got the headphones not in or not in or okay. Right. I don't have mine on. I have mine right. on. Okay. All right. So it's uh, me. Okay. All right. It's me. So, let me go get. Right. Let me yeah. go get. All right. So I'm going to let teach y'all. So all right. So I'm going to let teach y'all. So so let me make this perfect. Let me make this perfectly clear. Um. Um. When you have something like when this, when you have something like this, from, from a friend. It's it's disheartening. It's, where it's disheartening. I'm just gonna worry about my surgery. I just need to worry about me going to you know the store and all that stuff. And you're destroying stuff. It's a it's those Democrats. Look what President Obama did. This is one thing that I really hate about the yes, I say hate about the right. They don't realize. Was that? I was I was agreeing with you. Yeah, because I I, yeah. I hate. I hate how the right always sit there and say, "Where well, the liberals did this, the liberals did that," and I'm like, "Okay, um, people on the right, what have y'all done for black people lately?" I don't see not one conservative, staunch conservative, on the on, that is in these protests or at least behind the chambers doing something. It's like how people sitting there saying that this um, this current administration is listening to black folks. They're listening to us. They, you know, they're listening to our um, issues and all that stuff. But you blame but you the left for left. doing the same exact thing, but they didn't do nothing. But the right hasn't done anything. If anybody can make one thing perfectly clear, what have the right has done for black folks? To make our lives better. I don't want to hear. Well, yeah, go ahead, teach. What is it? According to them, um, Lincoln freed the slaves. <laughs> and, and, what else do you want? What else do okay. you want? If any Republican can give me a logical answer to this, I will make a blood oath to the Republican Party. <laughs> I, I just don't get if it. The I, great I emancipator it. that Lincoln is, if he is so great, if he if he's so worthy, why is he on on lowest lowest denomination of coins? The only color this bronze, which is which is supposed to be us, well, you know the you know the, the whole room put is they put them on the low, they put them on the penny, made them brown, brown since he wanted to sleep, uh, free the slaves. That's saw, that's the room I heard well, about why he why he was on why he was on the penny, and why the penny was a different color than every other uh, piece of change. Well, so if that's the case, I, I can't so, speak to that folklore. Yeah, yes, but I know it's folklore. The thing is, is that the thing is that they were Republican. It was a Republican Party that freed the slaves, yeah. and that's what they try to say. The Republican Party is so much greater than the Democratic Party because it was the Democratic Party that held slaves. Um, but if you if, 
if, if you read deeply into um, Lincoln's freeing the slave, it was a strategic uh, war maneuver. It was a way to destabilize the South and win the victory for the North. Um, and then Lincoln did not feel that this was a land for freed enslaved Africans. When he wrote the emancipation, he wrote it in two parts. And the first part was, if in fact you take your freedom, you are to leave the border of the United States. He had no plans on allowing freed Africans to run around and establish a livelihood. That was not part of the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, but that part of it failed because um, it was only 300 people that, that left. Uh, the plan was that if you were a slave owner, the United States government would pay you $300 to uh, emancipate your slave. And they would give the actual slave $100 on the condition that they left the United States. So it was about, it's recorded about 3,000 African-Americans um, actually went to, uh, excuse me, um, Liberia, Liberia and down into the islands, be it Jamaica, Bahamas, the Bermudas and so forth and so on. So the contingent, the great contingent was, here's your $100, now get out of our country. And, um, yeah. but it didn't work that way. Well, I'll, but, I'll, yeah, but go ahead, Peach. Going back to your original point, neither party has really done anything, okay? Exactly. But they like to posture themselves <laughs> as if they have. And the thing is, for us, I truly do not do. I don't. I I can't fit into either party. I don't think either party uh, works for us. Um, so we have two major parties: the Republicans and the Democrats. And most people became Democratic after. Um, who Lyndon was it? Johnson. Uh, it was a little bit before that. It was before that. Um, more GFK. around, um, more around the forties, I believe it was Roosevelt. Yes. Uh, yes. When they came out with the um, the big D, I mean the. Um, oh, oh my Franklin God! D I can't even oh, think. You talk about Franklin D. Roosevelt yeah. with the square. Yeah, D. when they came out with this Social Social Security Act. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was when the African-Americans felt like, okay, we're part of this. We can get a pension. And then they still, certain sectors of the society were still cut out of receiving a pension. And that, that was the, uh, the porters, uh, the waitresses, and people that had that tip type of income, and dancers. And so a lot of them still could not receive it and they still had to further file lawsuits in order to get um, take part of the Social Security system. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm just well, teach to speaking on your behalf on why you can't fit to the parties. Let me go ahead and make it clear to everybody here on the show. Everybody here on the show. 
The reason why she will not the sway the Republicans is because she will never tap dance. The reason why she won't be a Democrat is because she's too real. So, bam. So, bam. That's why. That's but, why. But to, I like but to, I knew that's the reason why enough. I like to eat. Sounds good enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's that realness. I mean, it's that realness. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so but, but this is why I'm stumped on going back to the field. Like, it really did hurt me. But then again, it shouldn't because I, I have to think about it. I'm like, you know what? It shouldn't hurt me. You just basically showed who you are. You basically show this is who you actually is. What you've been showing to me for those years when we deployed was just a front. And by you sitting there saying y'all destroyed your own communities, which goes back to the first show. What makes it our community? We don't own the resources. We don't own the businesses. We don't own the stores. Everybody felt more sorry for freaking Target and felt sorry for all these businesses, but nobody's not asking the real question. Once again, <laughs> what have Target done for that community other than just giving a job and a place to shop? And those small businesses, they got freaking insurance. And it Everybody shouldn't matter. Is. Right. And it shouldn't matter. Oh, the person was black. Okay. Oh, maybe that person who had that black business was just doing what every other business every Making a profit, and that's it. Um, freaking deliver a service, and he's he or she is off, gone home. What have they done for the community? These are black business, right? And see, people don't ask those questions; they just go by face value. So, for her to sit there and say, "Oh yeah, y'all destroying y'all y'all communities, and I can't go and get my back worked on, and all that stuff." You have to understand. you have to what is going on here. People just think, even after this pandemic, that everything's gonna go back to normal, everything's gonna be okay and all right. And now you got this. That lies matters a whole new way right now. And you're worried about surgery, and you're sitting there saying these people are stopping you from getting your surgery and that they're destroying shit. What I saw in the video was everybody doing what, you know, the First Amendment, you know, the right, right to protest, right to assemble. I didn't see anything wrong with that. It and was I'm, just, yeah, go ahead. For me, that video is not even worth commenting on. Um, it was Joe Blow Citizen that felt personally infringed upon. And. Yeah, and see, yeah. that's why. I'm, and that's because we're—I don't know what state that we're in, Some but Alabama, it, it was in my Alabama. state. Okay, Alabama. I don't know if um, if their state has opened up yet, but our state is still not open, so she still would not be getting that surgery. So, yeah. <laughs> well, <maybe laughs> liberals, if the liberals want this way, liberals on everything, but we blame you know, the about anything. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Woe is me! But hey. Right, I, I you know, woe is me. I, I'm completely talking about her because with you being in the service, my my initial knee jerk response is okay. Hearing you, seeing you, okay, you, you talking about surgery, you screaming paralysis, but you easily done flipped that knee up and got in your little pose. Mm -hmm. 
You show cross them legs like a lady <laughs> with no problem. I called it. When cross that leg real quick, I'm and oh, oh okay, okay. You're screaming paralysis. I'm you 27 to 29. Seeing as though you served. Now, mm-hmm. You're still young and ignorant. She said she said Birmingham is like, all right, you know what? There's no point in me even entertaining her 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 thoughts you're a white petite male female from birmingham alabama the semi knows you were born and bred to be racist no matter how many black free black friends you got or how many you know you know you gonna be a racist to the day you die yeah never, you never utter a racist word yeah that's why you will never see me in the state like that of Alabama or Mississippi, yep. I never, whatever, will go to those states. Now I know a lot. Now I know. I love my people, people from there. I love my people from yeah. there, but uh, yeah, you, yeah. I I get from, if you ain't I get would, paid good. Get from out that state. <laughs> I would never, ever. I would get out the. I would literally get out the military if I ever get orders to go to Alabama. I'm be like, you might as well AWOL me because I'm not going. Alabama and Mississippi are the one of the most racist states and one of the most richest history of racism. And which, even though I'm kind of going off the cuff of the subject, but it still circles into everything we're talking about. People sitting there root for uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Every time I see them play, I want them to lose. Every single time because they sit there, majority of their players are black. And oh, yeah. bless those kids' hearts. They don't know what they got themselves they got into. They want to get out. They want to get out of the situation that they're in, either it's in Alabama or somewhere else in the country. They just want to get out of that state. <laughs> yes, and they go and they win national championships. And I guarantee none of those coaches ever – preach to them about racism, what they're going to go through, and that this is more than just football. But if, if one of those players take a knee, I promise you the next day they are transferred out to a different school, maybe to a, a lower-tier school. And that's one thing that everybody just fails to forget. Let me see. If Republicans and Democrats have switched, how the hell do you defend LBJ? Sorry, comment to the comment. You really can't. There's, yeah. there's no real. De- you can't defend any president. Let's just be real. You're putting one person in charge of everybody's well-being. The the good, the bad, the ugly. Every everybody's well-being. Joe Blow, the people at the top, the people at the bottom, and the people on the other ground. You gotta be, you gotta know some things. You gotta do some things. Right. You got to say right. a lot of stuff. You got to be crooked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Have a, I mean, yeah. you have to. Like, like I always tell people, with me being a musician, I always compare uh, music to dope because it's the same thing. And and the, the dudes out here, best dope, best dope. They turned out to be the rappers uh, and, and entrepreneurs because they know how to get out here and hustle it, no matter how crappy of a Ashley might be. be. Right. Right. 
So, which leads to, so, which this, leads video. to this video. Um, Mr. Mr. Bragg, um, Mr. He actually, Mr. Bragg um, he actually um, this video and not watched it in full. And it actually, and it actually burning, like, burning, like, right here, my brother. It, 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 was, it was terrible. I'm, 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 I'm going to say two words because I see a lot of my Facebook friends be posting this female. I'm not even going to call her a woman, not even a girl. This female on their Facebook to justify what happened to George Floyd. Candace. Oh, Owen. yeah. Oh, oh please. No, no. That's <laughs> no. So we're a watermelon yeah, so I'm my not... ears are virgin, and I have refused to hear anything she has to say. Oh, <laughs> I refuse. She said she don't even want to hear. I it. refuse. Look, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> much like with her because because here's the thing about this girl. From every picture I have seen, mm. all I see is coon. And the funny thing about her is she she is like the sit the sit side of the coin there's a there's a uh, a famous comedian by the name of Aisha Taylor and who are white people white people married a white she makes she makes jokes about it but she's still a black woman right but she's that right. black white girl she's that black you know she's black she's black she's just grown up around number fucking white people so and white people make people mannerisms and attitudes and shit but she's still black at the end of the day the option would be would be Candace yeah, she might look like one of us, but ain't shit by uh by her one of us. Yeah, I, one cousin, I, cousin in, in your family that share your last name, but she know act like nobody else in the family. Like just because you got my last name, my last name don't mean you really. <laughs> you know the crazy thing is, I was actually uh um, I was actually one uh, uh, conservative one friend of mine. I'm, I'm here feedback again. I'm, I'm here feedback again. Yeah, I'm here. Probably, yeah, I, got, I got people over here. No, fireworks, oh, fireworks. Oh, they, oh. They've been doing that. Oh, okay. My neighbors have been oh, doing okay. that randomly. I guess they're solidarity of the protest. Oh, oh gotcha. So, um, so, um, so basically what the, the point that I'm trying to get at is, um, one of, I was on the mission in San Antonio and I actually sat with one of my conservative, you know, battle buddies. I, you know, I'd be more listening than giving my views because my interviewer comes out. Yeah, I sure already know this by now. So when Candace Owens came up, came up, he was like, "Well, she makes basically in a nutshell." He was like, "She made a lot of sense." You know, she was saying all the things that we were afraid to say. And and what do you think about her? My actual response. Was I with my head? I wanted to say because she makes you feel comfortable. Because all the things that she's saying, it makes you feel comfortable. Like ah, you're not one of them. You you don't want to make everything about race. Thank goodness. Thank you. Thank you. And that she's just pandering more to their issues rather than black people. She has not said anything constructive on how to improve improve black relations or the community as a whole. Yes, she did have freaking what? What's that? Black city or whatever you want to call it. She had that. And she um she had a little she had and all that stuff, which I mean is it's great, but 
But she's talking to a minority of black folks that think similar, maybe even exactly the same that she does. These are the same handful of black folks that that made it out the bucket, who's sitting there telling everybody else, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, that's living in the suburbs, that is probably working alongside prominent white people, and just going on from there, going on from there. And then when it comes down to helping out your fellow brothers and sisters, will look down on them and be like, nah, be like, Laquisha, nah, you're not, you're not joining, you know, you're not coming over there. And then just sitting there, people who actually need public housing, who actually need SNAP, and just looking down on them, sitting there saying, that's the only thing that you can depend on. That's the only thing you need and use. This is Candace Owens. She's you know afraid why. to go, like, I think in the a only nutshell, and event that she went to where it's not majority of her people, and what I mean by her people, I mean the ones that think like her or majority white audience, because she got to be the token, was at the revolt conference that happened, I believe, last year. T.I. put her on game. Freaking, um, what's his name? Even though I believe Killer Mike was kissing her ass just a little bit. Because Killer Mike was I'm, trying to put her in the category of Louis Farrakhan saying that us black folks, we get the message, but we don't like the messenger. And I was sitting there saying, anybody can send this to Killer Mike, and I will tell Maya. him to his face. You, number one, was stupid to put her in the category with Louis Farrakhan, number one. Number two, she is going to say things that go the you know like yeah that makes sense but that's how they get you that's called a sales pitch and number three she went off the rails and ti just kept checking her because i think it was a question where it was just like um when was america ever great she couldn't even answer that because she was rather than answer the question she was deflected to something else and ti like you know, you starting on some bullshit. That's, and that's when money That's a Republican. That's the characteristic of a Republican to deflect. Deflect, it, yeah, deflect, is, deflect. <laughs> Smoke screen and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslighting. That was, <laughs> that was that was put upon her at birth. With a name what she acts with her name. I know what her, her background is. She was Came up with one of those black family got, got middle class, upper middle class, and they wanted to make sure their kids was gonna make it. So to ensure that, number one, you give them a white name. That is a name that on paper, coupled with the right last name, you have no idea that that person is automatically black. You assume more likely that they're white. White. My first Alexander. Um, I was taught the same way that, that, you know, when you get out here, don't let them, in so many words, don't let them know you were negative oriented. I've actually, I've actually gotten jobs that way where they had no idea black, black male, let alone a dark skinned black male with dreads until my day. And it shocked everyone. 
Because they all assumed, they told me to my face, I thought you were a white guy. Spoke down and everything. And everything. Mm. Ain't that something? That comes, well, from, I think- that comes from learning how to be white. And when you got a girl like Candace, she was taught to take it all the way. Yeah, she was taught to assimilate and to deny her her blackness and white people and other than her black family that they allowed that was it that was her only outlet to black culture and and in her role and in her position she's constantly in the place of being validated Yep, and that's because she has not mastered herself, which includes self-love and self-determination. Because mm-hmm. as we were talking last week about the other guy, uh, what, Terrence Williams, Patrick Williams, I can't remember. Yeah. I remember Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, you know, and I, and I said, you know, he sleeps white. And this whole rant is an appeasement to his partner. It's really not even... Um, personal. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's public, but it's really a personal message to his partner. So when Candace gets the mic or gets the camera, she's in that same mode. Everything I say is for validation. It is pillow talk. It is, it is. that I can be found approvable in my mate's mm-hmm. mind. I want him to be fully convinced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, her family too. She's married to, yes, because she's married to a white man and a white man from a very, very good, rich name. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Further, like she, she, she's doing that. Not the G's that mate, that mate. But to appease Fate's family, to let her that, lifestyle, let the family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to let, her to let the lifestyle. family know, yeah, she might be black, but she's still one of us. I got the good ones. I got one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. They, she listened. Mm-hmm. She look. She's like the ones. She's like the ones back in the day. But you ain't got to beat her. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's that's what he is going back to telling his family. And therefore, she's, she's a put good going nigga. Out here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she's like, a I good nigga. Like, like, I told you, I got me a good one. I taught me a good, me a good one. She listens. She know. I ain't even got to hit her or nothing. I ain't got to talk down to her. It's this is the easiest nigga I've ever had. They need more like this. Like that, that's the conversation that he has with his family. And here's the sad thing and about Anatons. Here's the sad thing. She actually, her and her folks sued the school for racial discrimination with the help of uh, NCAACP, which is crazy because at one time she was left. I mean, if you go back to her posts, her tweets, she was just talking all bad about the previous um, presidents, including this one. And now all of a sudden mm-hmm. she flips. And that's yeah, one thing that, that I've been, talk. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I was, that's why I told my battle buddy. I told I was like, you. I said the reason why I don't trust her, even though I should have told her, told him like, you just feel comfortable with the things that she's saying. That's why I should have said that. But I told him 
she's yeah. getting paid for what she's, she's doing. Like literally, she's getting paid because at one time she was yeah. she was left. Now all of a sudden she's automatically right. She's a she's a conservative yeah. now and all that stuff. If I was you, rather than sitting there saying welcome to the good side and da 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 da, I would be looking at her like, eh, okay, you was over there talking all that noise. Now you're gonna come over here now? Like, what are you doing? She puts you in the mind of baby. Words came out, came out, and he they were actually like representing Crips, and they were wearing nothing but blue and throwing up C's and talking about what's up, cuz, and pie, they pie, five, five star blood. And mm-hmm. yeah, you be like, what, oh, where, when did this, did this happen? Right. I mean, when you, did you get put all that along, get, get that high up? Right. Because <laughs> I'm, because I would be like, hey, I just, I'm like, how much they paying you? How how, how, you get, how you getting paid? <laughs> like, I agree. Like, I agree. When when the money will? Yeah, I mean, I wanna I wanna get some of that money. <laughs> you know, like that's. Well, what I, I mean, think. all money is not good money, right? But it's obvious she had to sell her soul. She had to sell her self identity, her self um, determination, in order to get the money she mm-hmm. she was willing to give up herself, herself to get money money is important to her yeah money and is so more it's a important than her. yeah and see i learned this one thing money is a tool to use the things um to to acquire things you make the money the money does not make you yep and in her case the money makes her because mm-hmm, she had mm-hmm. to sell her soul. The oh money makes God. her money. Mm-hmm. Tell it, teacher. Tell it. Don't, don't start a sermon so, now. <laughs> no, no, but. but we, got um, we got parents We can do a love offering. <laughs> <laughs> but in all, all fairness, um, oh, do I want to say fairness? This is a diverse no nation, and we are diverse people, and we can allow her to be the coon that she is. <laughs> we can allow that um, because, I mean, when you buy a bag of M&Ms, you have red ones, you have yellow ones, orange ones. They would be pretty boring if they were all just brown, right? True. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Skittles. So. She can have her opinions, but sometimes it's just detrimental when you're thinking about a collective process of how you want to go forward as a collective. Sometimes individualism kills the collective or kills the mobility of what the of the momentum that the collective could have. Right. And I want to make this perfectly clear, not trying to cut you off, teach. I'm gonna. I'm talk to all my white folks out there. Let me let me talk to y'all for a minute. Even though we've been talking to y'all for the majority of the time, and people have been watching the show. I know it's not all of you, but some of you, some of you, stop posting this woman on your freaking uh, Facebook or Instagram or wherever. And I'm talking about Candace Hall because she don't talk to me. I know she don't talk to my my boy right here or talk to my talk for my teacher right here. She's just saying that 
she to comfort you so you have nothing to fear. So when you post her on your uh, Facebook and thinking that, oh, she's telling the truth, she's stating facts, I'm a, one thing I do agree with you on, yes, she's, she's stating facts. But the truth is, she's full of shit. And then <laughs> another thing, too, I know I threw money. Um, I, I don't know why I say money, Mike, but um, Killer Mike, I know I throw Killer Mike under the um, bus. Now I'm going to throw T.I. on the bus. Because T.I. was on the, you know, she, she's black and she's a sister. You know, I got I got a supporter. No, no, dude. No, no, no. Nah. If she's not down for the cause, or at least Listening, listen. Where you coming from? Where you coming? And she's still spewing that bullshit. You can't take them all with us. You can't take them all with you. She's she's been a lost cause. She's been a lost cause. She is just that anchor that's gonna hold your boat down while everybody else just sails on by. She she's that one friend that always every time you have something positive going on in your life, she will find ten negative things to say about it. And Miss guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed, the moment they announce reparations for the descendants of the enslaved the Africans, she will be the first one, and her husband will be the first one. Oh, yeah, honey, we could use this money, mm -hmm. and it will not be um, a handout. She'll be the first one to get her money. She'll get her money before you or I will. Yeah, and and here's and and see the sad thing about that is knowing how mm -hmm. black folks is in general, they will be open heart. We forgive you. Come on, then. We did, and then now I'm talking to my folks. Now, now I'm talking to my people. Stop I ain't being, that cousin. Forgiving. Yeah. Stop I, being. I, I, I ain't that cousin. Yeah. I'm that. I'm that cousin in the family. Is gonna look. Hey, I ain't. Yeah. I hope you're doing better, but you still ain't shit. Yeah, I don't, still love you. Yeah, I mean, you still don't, ain't shit. You don't for, don't forgive. That's our biggest Achilles heel. No, 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 no. We give. Give God, as in all religion and all spirituality, you are taught to forgive. What you are not taught to do is forget. God one that one that forgets. Mm. He forgets your sins. He ain't teach, tell us nothing about getting. Our sins are the sins of uh, our trespassers. He says, forgive those that trespass against you. He ain't say forget why they trespassed against you or how they, how they trespassed against you. He said, forgive, forgive them. Don't forget. And that's what they're trying to force us to do. They're trying to force us to forget it happened. No. If the, Jew, if the Jews can't forget, if the Syrians can't forget, if any other nationality or ethnicity that has dealt with genocide and has been acknowledged as dealt with genocide, they can't forget. forget. Why we got it? Right. We don't have to. And more important, we we do not have to. Why am I going on? And I'm the exactly. same religion that enslaved us tell us to forgive. But what does forgive mean? Forgive means is to appease. It means to clear out. It means to set at ease. So mm -hmm. if somebody killed my brother, why would I want to set them at ease? Why do I want to clear 
their conscience. That is the energy that they created. And for me, that energy stays with them. Mm-hmm. Their conscience is not my business. Their actions is not my business. Why should I use any energy to give them something to ease the evil deeds that they have done? That is ludicrous. It makes no sense. I have good energy. When a person kills someone, they have bad energy. So why should I take my good energy to clear their conscience of the evil that they have done? Have you all heard of energy vampires? Yes. That's what this falls in the category of a person asking or accepting and receiving your energy to make them feel good. To make them feel good about what they have done. And I cannot make you feel good for the evil deeds that you have done. That's something that you need to settle within yourself. That's something that you need to settle with your God, your creator, your devil, your Lucifer, your Satan. Whatever it is that you look to. It's between you and it. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. So, so on the question of forgiveness, no, I cannot forgive you. And people and pe- often mistake uh, forgiveness for hatred. No, no, it's not my issue. He killed somebody has nothing to do with me. Right. There you go. So I don't hate him, don't hate him because he killed somebody. He- I'm an outside. I'm an outside bystander. Looking in, he killed that person. I didn't have anything to do with it. So you don't have to give anything of yourself to a situation that does not pertain to you. And then people say, well, if you just hold it. No, I'm not holding it in. Because it's not my, it's not even in my energy field. I can't allow it even in my energy field. So I don't hate him. I'm not holding anything against him. He's just like that person just, that lives in Alaska. I don't even know them. All right, How well, many so people do you know? Right. So if he's killed somebody, he has killed someone. But so many times people like to intermingle and interject and overlap and confuse what's going on. And mm. then the right. fact of the matter is that person killed a person. That's their transaction. I'm an outsider looking in. I have no energy to interject into that person's life. None. Right. Because it doesn't pertain but, to me. Right. But to um to go a little bit off subject, I saw Dan. He said Thomas um so so well. If I say his name right, he's too conservative for me. He his he, uh. Not bad um eco- e- economic if I say it right, but like I can't I can't rock with him. I like uh Robert Rich a lot better. So that's a that's off the side. I was just talking to him about it. But um but yeah, yeah, you got people like you gotta bring up um what's dominant silk. You know, you got you gotta bring those two two girls up. I remember they were trying to make them so credible. 
they literally had them go to the freaking um, Congress for a hearing because I think it was for Facebook kicking off a lot of conservative people off, which I thought was hilarious. And Candace Owens was also part of that um, panel. But you had those two women who actually had a show on the Fox um, Nation on the app and they got kicked off, which I thought was hilarious. It, truly funny. But are we coming into a time where we have people who will sell their soul for money, knowing that they're not all about the things that they're talking about? Is this a new it's, career path? No, it's not a new career path. It is one of the many beneficial curses of technology and living in the media era. era where there's so much access to video and audio and video and visual recording. A lot, of, a lot of the things that you say can get to kind of context and places you are can be spun in a certain light hmm. if the right image is taken, which only causes individuals like these to just become more apparent. They've always been there. It was easier, easier to hide amongst plain society back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's connected, and I mean, and I mean, speaking, speaking, you can't hide. It ain't gonna be for too long that somebody that, that your true nature and your true intentions get shown. Throw the camera in front of you enough times for long enough, everybody gonna know you really who you really are. Because you Go can't ahead. hide well, that I, in front of that many people. Right. Go ahead. I think Go ahead. in the case of, of Diamond and Silk, they're just average citizens. Um, I don't know what their professions were um, before they got into the uh, limelight, but they're just average people. They picked up all their dreams <laughs> and yeah. turned them into and turned the light on. That's all. And, and that's the thing. Um, they're just average people. They didn't have any position. They didn't have any power, no prestige, nothing. They were just willing just to say have- that they advocate for Trump. And so and they were able to climb, quote unquote, the uh, corporate ladder. They found an opportunity and they took advantage of it. Um so so because of their because of their platform most people most intelligent people do not take them seriously. Yeah. Now the average now people the average like them they might like hey girl yeah diamond is silk you my girl yeah you know hmm. that yes they like oh they 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 roll with Donald Trump I'm gonna roll with them. So they have a certain level of appeal. How wide and vast it is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but picked. yeah, I mean, so they were picked to. Uh, I think one of the uh, listeners said that they were picked to, uh, you know, basically recruit others. Yeah. Um, where where a person like Amarosa. Who's poised and intelligent, but, but she's right. a put off. She's a put off. She, so they oh. go to to the common people, which is diamond and silk. Mm-hmm. 
which may have more uh, I, more appeal to to the masses. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like this is the inner in me talking. I talking. I guess this, this is me being trans white for a moment. But um, because when I look at them and I I, I watch them, yes, they are commonplace. They are, they, they are common, the average uh, Joe America. But what they also remind me of is is a sketch, a sketch from Mad TV that had Aerie Spears and a female comedian being two <laughs> women like that. Of that same level, and, and and that's all I see when I see them on there. And I'm like, I hope in my heart of hearts, this is not why done here, here, because if I'm smart enough to catch that reference randomly, how many white did? How many white people like saw them and got that immediate feel? Feel. And felt comfort from that videotape that that we just seen. She would get comfort from that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're about and, on the and same level. Say, <laughs> and they say they did them like head of state. Some mm. white man had had him hating, probably with, with another black, another black Candace Owens or Condoleezza. And like this is what we looking for. This is what we need. Randomly came across them somewhere. I was like, "This will work." Yeah, that'll work. Basically. And then just hit them, hit them with the black talk to make them feel comfortable. And then let them like, "Look, we we love you. We love energy. We love everything you're saying and doing. And we want we want you if you're willing to take that same energy bringing into this bringing into this campaign." You don't have to. You're not here to speak on the points. You're not. You're not here to give any type of political view or personal opinion on politics. You're just here to give that energy. And that's how we will have you say some things, but they won't be too political. You know, too uh, too in depth to make people want to question. Can you know? You know y'all want to do that? This is what we're willing to go ahead and start you off with. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, typical person. I get to be on TV. Yeah, I get to be on TV. You have to really say, really say a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna y'all gonna make me sound smart enough to where I don't completely look like a jackass. Mm-hmm. And y'all paying me, and y'all paying me good. When I start, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I bucket. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Go up, yes, on hard, go up on hard, like yeah. Let me see what you're offering. Oh. Really? But how quick can I start versus how quick do I get paid? That's right. my only question. Can right. I start the day and then so how quick before I pay my shit? Paycheck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. But see, this is why I created this platform right here where we have something of our own. We may not have a hundred million subs- um, viewers, not yet. But this is why we got something like this. Because we don't always have to go to a YouTube. We don't always have to go to an MSNBC. We don't always have to go to a Fox News. This is the only time where we have people, which is great, have we have different races watching this show, and we can have a conversation, but also get our take, our expert, op- well, I won't say opinions, because you know me, I don't believe in that opinions bullshit, statements from our view standpoint. How many politicians actually listen to the people? And this is also another reason why we have this show. 
Now, I was going to respond like a politician, but give a truthful answer. Politicians listen to people, but what people are actually able to talk to those politicians? Well, it's just a great question. Not, like, question. We don't really get the chance to talk to them. We might get to ask questions. We might get to say, hey, and spot out a comment, but we don't get to ask the talking we're doing right now. We, who actually has that opportunity? Right. No matter how brief, brief we talk, it's those individuals that right. are putting themselves in those positions. Right. right. You so you have to be in the position to do it. And it's something that you just simply have to do. When they have a function, they have a town hall, show up. Show up. Got you. Gotta show up. That's what we that's what we as people we as the people. I always told you you wanna want beat somebody, oh ads, oh ads, beat them at their own game. You wanna beat white folk, be white. Mm-hmm. Do everything that white people in a white manner, manner and see the response. When people see me, they see nothing. When they hear me, hear me, they hear nothing but black. But let some shit jump off, and I actually have to call the police. Nine one one. What's the problem? Oh yes, there's a disturbance uh, across the street from my home right now. I live at uh, one two three Avenue. Uh, only on my porch right now. Porch right now, and I see would it be. Three, indiv- three individuals. It's dark, so I cannot give you a correct uh, identification as far as race, but they appear to be. I will give you a full white man description and not be racist and have the police over there in less than 10 minutes. That's what we as a people have to do. We, like, we got to do that. Because, like I say, there's nothing sweeter to me as a black man. There's nothing sweeter look on a on a racist white person's face when that racism has now been in question. Like I love doing karaoke and doing like doing I actually go out and do quote unquote white songs, songs, rock songs, country songs that the average white person out there wouldn't expect the black dude looking like me to even know about. And the looks on their faces after I'm done and their responses is 180. They go, they go from looking at me like this nigga, who this nigga. Hey man, hey man, you gonna do another? You, you take requests? Dude, I've never heard Pantera sung like that. Mm-hmm. Yo, like they're completely changed from that moment. They look at every black person completely different now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I take I take I sweet mean, joy every time every time that I'm doing. You you have to do that. That's how you have to kill. You have to kill racism. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of that, Jackie and just put up that, Jackie uh, just put up a comment, a comment uh, which I uh, I agree with. I I agree with the elections, Democratic elections, Democratic elections, and all that stuff. That's the one thing that they were preaching. It was like, okay, y'all all here. Go out and vote. And they wasn't just talking about national. They were also talking about local. Because there was a lot of... Um, the last protest I went to, there was actually a local councilwoman who actually lost the primary for mayor of that town. And she showed up. And I believe the election year... Well, it is the election year for them. 
and and it's coming up and she's running again. So that's that's the big question. Because the biggest issue with Bernie Sanders was all these young kids came out there, they showed out, but when we need you, are you going to be there? That is the issue. And hopefully, not only will Black Lives Matter with this protest actually show awareness of what's going on in the Black community, that Blacks start using their exercise, their rights. I always say, groom them. Groom those mm-hmm. politicians, those ones that are very vocal. Groom them. Help them go through the ranks of the political um, sphere. Make sure also start super PACs. Get groups. Raise money so you can rent politicians. I'm actually letting y'all know the secrets. Black economics. I mean, it's, it's, look at Trump. Politicians be like, "Hey, I want you to vote for this for our community and watch out for us." Don't think any politician won't turn down a real big check just to push your agenda. But we gotta do just more than just going out and just you know. Well, we should go out there and vote, but it should be more of a power base of a foundation on how we get our points across. One. And then number two, holding and owning the resources. So honestly, I feel like we should take away, like we as a nation, like if everyone is serious about making the change, then like when, especially when it comes to voting in, in in these in these elections that actually mean something that could cause like the, the, the presidential election. He can't stay if, if no one votes. They have to run, they, like, they have to do an election. Right. There has to be a win. E- even if it boils down to the Senate and, and the House, you still have to have a winner. And the fact that the nation did not vote for anyone, you know, the, the, you're not, the, they're not gonna take the government's choice. Mm-hmm. This is true. Like, but, you really want to stick to them and show them, like, yeah, we could do it that way, but that's the way we should have been doing. Because mm. that's that's the particular, that's the, the art of attrition right there. That's what Africa did when apartheid hit. They start, as soon as apartheid hit, they got their peoples in there in the ground floor, built mm. themselves up. Now they're at the point where they can legally do the same thing the white people did to us. Hey, Know that land you you and your granddaddy and them had over here? Yeah, we taking that back. Yeah. And now you got white well, settlers in the screaming, screaming like black people. They're taking our land. We're kicking this off. We ain't got nowhere to live. Man, y'all sound like black folk of Michigan right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Teach. Um, what I was going to say is that um, we used to have, well, we still have political machines. And it seems that the political machines is not operating in the black community. Mm-hmm. And what a political machine is, basically it is a power base within each community where politicians used to, um, how could I say, get donations from certain people or, or certain communities will put their money behind 
put their money and their vote behind a particular politician. And in the black community, we don't have that. We, we don't. don't groom. We when we see you know little Jaheem go off to kindergarten or even before he get in kindergarten, we should be grooming him on community activism, mm. um, learning the laws of the land. We should be grooming him and her as to how to advocate for the collective. And so by the time they get 18, they can be some powerhouses. Yeah. Okay? But the average 18-year-old, you ask them what do they want to do? Oh, I might want to go to college. I might want to go to the service. I don't know what I'm going to do. So they're undetermined. And so if we groom them and mold them and give them their life path, see, We've fallen into the American um, society or um, mores that say, oh, everybody's an individual. They can express themselves. We have to take control and say, no, you're going to be a a politician. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a doctor. As parents, we have to mold and shape and give that child guidance and direction. And if we set them on the path, their natural skills and abilities are going to come out. Hmm. So if we had the vision um, to see what our children's skills are and mold and shape and develop those skills so when they get 18 or age of maturity for them, because some mature at 14, I just seen a post where a girl 14 years old just graduated with her master's degree. Mm. See, that was a well-groomed child. Mm -hmm. She was not just go outside and play, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, from a very young age, reading, writing, and arithmetic, probably taught her seven, eight different languages. Learning was her gift. Learning to be And so her parents, her 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 parents molded that and pushed her. Most 14-year-olds is what? Just graduating from middle school in the ninth grade in high school. She's graduating with the master's. So she was on the fast track because her parents recognized the talent for learning. And they molded that and shaped that. So she's well on her way. She's accomplished a lot of things in 14 years. Mm. So I think um we have to be serious about how we educate our children educate them just because it's a law that they go to school no we educate them so they can be the best producers in the community there you go and unfortunately we have come to the end of this show uh we will be back like i always ask are y'all going to be able to uh, come on on Wednesday? Uh, yeah. Teach? Um, I just want yeah. to say something about um, Ben Carson. Oh, okay, Teach. Um, you, you have the floor. <laughs> I just want to say that um, 
he is an individual where his mother saw his talent, groomed him in education. He became a doctor, not only a doctor, but in his field, he is number one. To this date, no one in his field has excelled higher than him. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when he takes the office in an unrelated field under the Trump administration, that tells me that he's willing to step down and become number two. Mm. Look at it. He was the highest one in his field. After he performed that brain surgery, nobody else has been able to break higher in that particular field than he has. So he is numero uno around the world, not just in the United States. That is a very high position. Nobody has been able to exceed him. But for him, that wasn't good enough. So he accepted a position that makes him look like a clown because he doesn't know the field. You yeah. see, yeah. you see, he traded off. That's how he sold his soul. That's how you sell your soul. When you, you're in the number one spot, no one can come close to you. But then you, you step it. down off of your pedestal. For what? Thinking it'll take you higher. But actually took you lower. It took him lower. Because mm-hmm. now he's lost the respect. As the doctor performing a brain surgery, he had the utmost respect. But now people, they still respect him. I won't say they disrespect him, but they don't respect him as much. He has mm-hmm. put dirt on his own glory. Yeah. Yep. And not to mention he put his own foot in his own mouth plenty of times. Exactly. And yeah, and it's, if it's I just true. Message real quick to black people watching this, um, to to and to white people, um, is the message of Marcus Garvey when he told us that we should go back to Africa. In this new climate, I know I see why, and the reason why is sometimes to show how much you're worth, you have to take your worth away and take that value away, and he saw it then. The only way these white people gonna really respect us and take us seriously is not if we leave, but not just leave. That's what they think we just gonna do. We're not just gonna leave. We're gonna leave, but we're gonna take all our talents, all our inventions, all our assets. And yeah, we're gonna take all them and reinvest them back into our original community, being Africa. Hmm. Give them what they I want. Give them what they want, not the way that they expect it. It's called the devil's deal, and he knew that. And that's what we need to give them. Yeah, you want us to go back home? Fine. We'll go back home. But when we go back home, we're going to legally take everything that black people have been given credit as creating and inventing. If we did it, we're taking it back. You can either pay us a lump sum or we take all the rights back. Either when we leave we leave and everything we came in here with is coming with us. 
that sound like reparations to me right there. I just sent you that link to um, that post. I really want you to put it up if you can. Okay, hold just on. So people can see the picture. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to show that right now since we're on the uh, tail end of us of the show. Let me go ahead and uh, aim for that. Because this is a very symbolic picture. Let me see. Oh, so yeah. Check out the picture. And I I thought it was, uh, it's 235 shares. Well, it went up since then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that, well, that picture. That picture just shows you how deep our connection to this world is and how powerful we as black people truly are. Mm-hmm. Like you could throw dirt on our name all you want to. Eventually, you're going to have to pick that dirt up and we're going to come back. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I see this picture, I just remember, I think it was a movie and it was called When We Were Gods. Mm-hmm. And I think about all the inventions that have come forth in the 21st century. Nearly every invention, major invention, has come through a black man or a black woman mm-hmm. in the United States. I didn't even know that Came we invented the spotlight. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, stoplight, the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. let's, keep it, let's keep it real. Stoplight, you knew a black person created that. I'm tired of these white folks trying to hit me. <laughs> they can't have drive. We need to figure out some way to get these white folk in line. I'm gonna make a stoplight. Stop Red me stop. Yeah. Red me stop. But but even me, even <laughs> even the uh, cell phone technology, Henry so Henry Samson, the Nintendo, intermittent windshield wiper, the car, the super soaker. I mean, we just go laser. Um, uh, was a um, Miss Bath. She did the LASIK eye surgery. You know, every major invention is come through a black person. We are God. The the calculus. We are the uh, creators, and that's why we can bring forth. Black women did that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then also, just found out another one. We invented ice cream. I did not okay. know. Um, I didn't know it either. Jacob Fulsa, if I said his name right, right there. Add another to the list. Hey, I add another. Okay. Hey, pack that up too. Hey, when we leave, pack that up too. All of it. <laughs> so, Rocky so Road, if we understand, if we go back to our original, our original state as gods, because I'm saying this man and this. Head of this God, God knows they got the same DNA. Mm. So we have to recognize who we are and why we are so hated. It's Mm. not even hate, it's jealousy. It's jealousy because we are the children of God and others are the children of a lesser God. The lesser God had less to give. Our God 
gave us the land, the gold, the diamonds, the oil, the bauxite, all the animals, all the uh, birds, all the insects, everything. Africa has more species of everything than any other continent. And when I, you compare the land base to the other land base, our God gave us everything. Their God didn't have anything to give them but barren land, rocks, and caves. I tell them, well, black, Africa is Jacob, and w white people are the descendants of Esau, the jealous younger brother who stole the birthright of Jacob. Tricked him through exactly. trickery. Stole his birthright. Exactly. That's white people. White people are the that's descendants their, of That's Esau. their personality. That's their personality mm -hmm. characteristic to kill. To, I mean, to steal. So you have black inventions, but it's covered up and somebody steal the patent. How mm. many times did that happen? So yeah, you, you're exactly right. If we want to go with that. And speaking um, of speaking of that, we are going to uh, end the show on that. So Tisha, will you be able to come in on Wednesday? Wednesday, sure. All right, cool. Um, this time, hopefully I get off earlier next time. So I apologize for the late start. But ladies and gentlemen, for all the man. statements and all the views I've been saying on this show, this is real as it gets. To yes. get our side, to get our view. We're not here to call anybody's feelings, but we do want to hear your thoughts and also to get an understanding as well. Now, y'all know that I do the Alamante show, but this is a special edition of the Alamante show, Fade to Black. I've been thinking about it. I've been wearing heavy on my chest. I'm going to continue this series because I don't want this to just fade away. No pun intended to the um, name of the series. This is a discussion. This is a topic that we should all be talking about. Either if you're indifferent about it or you about it or you don't even have no idea about it. This is why I had this show. This is why I turned this platform into going back to how I started in the first place. So don't feel offended because if you feel offended, that's on you. But at the same time, we want to hear from you as well. But give us that in return. I appreciate having my teacher on here. I appreciate having my boy B. Johnson. And I know um, Brad, he has some important endeavors that he had to do. But I know he eventually would come back on the show. But this is us. And I'm not talking about that show on ABC. But this is literally, this <laughs> is us. This is America. As much as y'all probably see a different America than us, now see it through our eyes. Now see it and hear it from how we see the world. And thank you, um, McCray. Thank you so much, Adam. And this is only just the tip of the iceberg. And this series ain't going to go until all of this get addressed. And I will have more people on this show as well. So don't think it's just going to be just us all the time. We're going to have other people. I, I am trying to reach out to... Uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you. Um, I'm also going to try to have more local politicians 
because I wish I would have bumped into a couple of them. But thank goodness, my girlfriend's friend, um, girlfriend's friend's brother is married to the councilwoman that I was just talking about. So I'm going to try to get her on the show and we can get into some dialogue and some conversation with the rest of us and get all the questions, ask all the questions and see her view on things as well. And not only just that, but also we want to get our white brethren on the show too as well. We want to hear from you. But but if you come on the show, here's the here's the risk that you run into. You you're gonna get nothing but realness. Nothing but realness. So you gotta come on this show and be willing mm-hmm. to take the hits. So know how to use your words well, because if you say the wrong thing. Like the law tells you, I will use your words against you. I need no court of law. <laughs> so anything you, um, anybody wants to add before we head on out? Nah. No, that's it. <laughs> Just that's everybody it. be safe. Mm-hmm. If you're protesting, yes. uh, be safe and make sure you watch who's around you and what everybody is doing. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Peace Johnson? I can't say nothing. I can't add nothing better than that. <laughs> so everybody, um, tune in um, on the Wednesday. Hopefully, we start early. That's based upon me. I will be making the time times on Tuesday and be pushing it out. So y'all just don't tune in when I eventually go live. So I will take that hit for today. But thank y'all for tuning in, bringing in your comments, questions, and concerns. Thank y'all so very, very much. Don't forget to tell your friends and family about this. This is not only just a black show. This is a show for everybody to understand where we come from. The black side. Not MSNBC, not NBC, not CNN or Fox News or OAN. And if y'all don't know what that is, don't even look it up. But on behalf of Beast Johnson and Anita Joe, a.k.a. Teach, thank y'all for tuning in. And once again, I thank y'all for being part of the show. Thank y'all. Oh. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for having us. Oh, All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, be safe out there, y'all. I'm out. Catch y'all Do later. Same, Bye. Man. All right.